This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta from a Delhi which is going off the charts as far as covid numbers are concerned. We are recording this hafta on the 8th of April Thursday at 3 p.m. We've had a couple cases at news laundry as well so uh, if we are a little less productive over the next week or two you know why that we are taking all the precautions that are required but life must go on and which our wonderful colleagues and reporters are doing so kudos to them joining us on today's hafta are two guests from outside delhi and my wonderful colleague from delhi raman kripal hi raman hi joining us from chennai is our very own colleague and deski editor jayashree hi jayashree hi and also joining us from chennai is kavita murli dharan hi kavita hi uh, before jayashree gives us the headlines of the week uh, i'll just give a brief introduction to kavita she is based in chennai she's an independent journalist she has been the editor of india today tamil and before that she headed the reporting se- reporting section of the hindu tamil she is also a pari volunteer and has an 18 years of experience covering tamil nadu election so um kavita you've always been based out of uh, chennai or have you ever served in this part of the world as well also it's 22 years oh, i 22. started working in 98 yeah wow yeah. okay always been in chennai in tamil nadu yes i see so you were, you were in india today between 95 and 99 i was in india today from 2000 to uh, 2004 and then i joined them as editor in 2000 14. Oh damn. Okay. We missed one year. Didn't work at the same organization at the same time. <laughs> anyway, uh I was there from 95 to 99 so I was just checking if okay. we happened okay. to be there at the same time. But uh welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hafta and thank you for joining us. Before we get into the discussion and we shall be leaning on you to give us an update and some analysis of what's happening in Tamil Nadu. Jayashree shall give us the headlines of what made the news this week and what was remarkable and what was unremarkable all right many remarkable things this week for one thing voting took place in tamil nadu kerala puducherry assam and west bengal as during the course of the election the election commission has issued a notice to mamta banerji for urging muslims to not vote for the bjp a bengal polling officer was also seen taking evms and vv pats to a tmc leader's house the es the ec has suspended some officials subsequently In Tamil Nadu, the DMK has uh, the DMK's Radhanidhi Stalin received an EC notice for making remarks against PM Narendra Modi. He made some alleged remarks on Sushma Swaraj and Arun Jaitley. In extremely scary news this week, India has recorded over 1.26 lakh COVID cases in the last 24 hours. This is the highest number of infections in a single day since the pandemic began. And also, this the is the third. This is third day running of over a lakh cases. That's three days of lakh and above. Yes. Yeah. and despite this the center said it will not open vaccinations up to a wider group anytime soon instead it's blamed states for playing politics several states have said they're running out of vaccines this includes maharashtra orissa andhra pradesh and others uh, meanwhile astrazeneca has sent the serum institute of india a legal notice over delays in supplying vaccines while the bombay high court has sought the center's response in opening up door to door vaccinations for the elderly in non covid news facebook says the data of 553 million users were leaked in 2019 the ministry of law and justice has reportedly abolished the film certification appellate tribunal with immediate effect so a lot of filmmakers and producers were tweeting and posting on social media just so that you know the regular folk know the importance of this organization this is it's because of this organization that films like uh, lipstick under my burqa 
and a couple of other Hansal Mehta films as well. They only got certification because they appealed here. Also. Otherwise, their films would have been stuck forever. So, yeah, now you can't do that. It's just that the Sarkari appointed, uh, you know, censor board, as we call it, will decide whether the film gets released or not. Right. So the Election Commission has issued a notice to BJP leader Himanta Biswa Sharma for his remarks about Hagrama Muhlari, who's the uh, head of the Borderland People's Front. In Bombay, that saga is continuing. Suspended Mumbai cop Sachin Vaze has accused Maharashtra ministers Anil Deshmukh and Anil Parab of extortion. Meanwhile, Anil Deshmukh has resigned after the High Court ordered a CBI probe into allegations of corruption. Dassault has paid 1 million euros as a gift to the Indian middleman in the Rafael deal. This is according to a French report published in Media Part. Uh, in an unprecedented move, Chief Justice of India S.A. Bobbe has called a Supreme Court collegium meeting. Even after the president has appointed N.V. Ramana as this his successor. This is highly unusual because once his successor has been uh, announced, um, the, the outgoing chief justice doesn't preside over any full collegium meet. But Yeah, I think he was asked if he would postpone it and he said the no. Two of the so judges have protested. Today. They have said that no, this should not happen. Yeah. Two of, two the, of the serving judges. Supreme Court judges. Right. And uh, the issue is yeah. very pertinent. This is about the gay judge. You know that, no? Oh, it's about a gay judge, right? Uh, I say Saurabh Kirpal hmm. uh, is a is a lawyer hmm. in Delhi High Court. Hmm. So the uh, Chief Justice of Delhi High Court has uh, recommended, you know, him. recommended him as the uh, as the judge for the High Court. Right. And center has protested that you can't it. have a gay judge. So, no, not in as many words. But they said, "Ki no, this is this guy. They, this guy has uh, has a Swiss partner." Who is serving in the Swiss, uh, you know, Judiciary. embassy? I mean, so, okay, yeah. so it's a so, so, national security, uh, national security or something. So they are, but actually the issue is gay. Oh, I see. Uh. Okay, right. And finally, yes, IPL-related um, news as well. Oh yeah, after all that sad news from Bombay, the IPL will still go ahead in Mumbai. A cabinet minister has confirmed it will. Ten matches will be played in the first leg. And, and of course, the, the tropical cyclone has killed 113 people in Indonesia oh. and East Timor. Um, this continues. In fact, there were floods in Malaysia. There's been this in Indonesia. So natural disasters are continuing the world over. It's just that they don't find the kind of space because of the pandemic, the ultimate disaster of all. But uh, considering, I mean, if you were to watch and listen to the English media or the Hindi media, yeah. uh, which is by and large based out of Delhi, it appears like a foregone conclusion that DMK is going to sweep. Is it that much of a foregone conclusion or is it because no one's heard of anyone except Stalin? Like there is no real successor to, uh, you know, uh, Jayalalitha. And of course, I mean, I don't know what Rajini Kant has just done a little Nach Gana and then gone back. I, I don't know what impact that has had on anyone. Kamala Hassan is... And is Kamala Hassan really a force to reckon with or is he just... What happened to that other film star, yeah, um, who has these red eyes... He always looked... Vijay, yeah, Vijay Khan. Yes. He got zero seat or something, right? After... Last time. Yeah. Vijay so, Khan this time is not in alliance with the ADMK, which is a setback for him and in some places for the party also. Also, Vijay Khan is not well these days. He's really, really uh, in bad shape. So he came out to campaign, but he didn't step out of his vehicle. He didn't make any speeches. He just waved at, his, uh, at the people who had gathered there. So I don't think his party, DMDK, will have any impact this time. Kamala Hassan might have some impact in urban areas. He might uh, uh, take away some votes of the ADMK. Hmm. Uh, that's possible. If the ADMK comes to power, I think it's essentially because of two reasons. One, we've had 10 years of AIADMK in, in the government, in power. 
so people are obviously tired of of the government hmm. and two edapadi panisami all said and then he is a leader he is trying to kind of position himself as the uh, leader of the aiadnk but it depends on an electoral result electoral outcome on whether he will be able to sustain his uh, leadership run but for whereas for the stalin even if i mean even assuming even hypothetically saying that the dmk doesn't do well this election you would still be the party's undisputed leader what is your take jashree you have you been stepping out of your house and checking no, out no no i'm i'm taking my covid protocol very seriously thank you but what but, what, what do your friends <laughs> say around you in I tamil nadu yeah no i totally agree with kavita the difference between the admk and the dmk is the dmk already has its elected chief so Stalin has contested in elections before, and this is the position that he was born to take over. Like apart from his brother or not, but he's been heading here for a very long time. For EPS, it is a very dodgy situation that he's in, and there have already been some run-ins that he's had with his deputy chief minister. So the future of the ADMK is way more uncertain than the future of the DMK. Now, with regards to your question about Kamal Hassan, I honestly feel like he is a bit of a non-entity. At the most, he may do some vote cutting, which wouldn't favor the ADMK. But I feel um. I feel Delhi media's fascination with Kamal Hassan has given him more outsized coverage or importance than he would otherwise deserve. I mean, I feel like anything that's familiar to Delhi journalists would get more traction, right? Like how the BJP is played up way more in Kerala than it is otherwise. It's how Kamal Hassan is projected as this new film star who's making an entry into politics because these are names and these are brands that people know. But I think the reality on the ground is pretty different. But is it so, true that uh, Anna DMK? is mm. going to uh, lose more more uh, because uh, they are supporting bjp yeah has has the, is the resentment is the anti hindi resentment rubbing off on aidmk anti bjp resentment i guess so i guess so it's like uh, i i personally think the aidmk would have gained a few more seats if they had not had bjp along with them if they not taken bjp along with them last far as i travel i think the anti modi sentiment is actually real yeah, i i mean i used to think at one point of time it, it was a social media phenomenon but it's not true it's it's actually real it's on the ground so and th- even so in uh-huh. tamil nadu there is an actual anti modi on the ground kind of resentment as well right okay. yes okay. yes and it's very evident even in rural areas you uh, you meet people who who are angry with modi for for various reasons for petrol price hike or for lpg price hike for not for the for, uh, on the state government for not doing enough during the covid lockdown when their livelihoods got hit and and one more aspect you know uh, when i was uh, i mean i was traveling in tamil nadu for a bunch of other tv shows i was shooting and uh, this aragiri is his name right the brother aragiri Ar- aragiri yeah. so <clears throat> i think what madurai is his headquarter he like this yes. so yes, like madurai Madurai, is so madurai yeah. there's like i don't think you can go past any crossing unless there is a 50 foot by 50 foot mugshot of him smiling down yeah. at you benignly right. so yes. clearly he was huge in madurai huh. but uh, is it that it he's not a familiar face in delhi journalists therefore the battle between him and his brother is um, not spoken about or talked up or he other than madurai he cannot make a difference to his brother's fortunes and that's, how much how i mean on the brother hostility spectrum are hmm. they uh, where are they uh, one and being ram lakshman one and being mukesh and anil Where, where where do these two brothers fall in this spectrum? I think you were right when you said that he he doesn't have major impact beyond Madurai. 
also when karnanidhi was alive he made very clear that stalin is his successor and nobody else in fact this was very famous press meet which karnanidhi gave i think in 2014 or maybe before i'm not sure but he said that alegri was trying to kill his uh, brother stalin and he was he was i mean it was in a press meet and he was skating he launched a skating attack on alegri so when karnanidhi was alive he made sure who his successor was so wow. there is no no room for doubts on that uh, front it all no room for them so tamil nadu people i mean the dmk more knows that they need to be on stalin's side hmm. and uh, also when you talk about uh, kamla and i just wanted to add i, I completely agree with uh, jayshree on how media is like uh, making uh, kamla hasan giving kamla hasan a larger than life image but i think you know like uh, his decision to enter politics it's for me who's covered tamil nadu and its politics for 20 22 years i think it's very, it was very surprising because in tamil nadu there are actors like mgr and jayalalitha even karnanidhi comes from the film world but they put enough labor like uh, before before he even thought of becoming the chief minister mgr had worked as a grassroots level uh, party cadre with the dmk and he grew grew from strength to strength like uh, kamla hasan decides to come into politics one day when there is no jayalalitha or karnanidhi and things he can make a difference in the politics i think it doesn't doesn't suit tamil nadu's landscape yes i so this is exactly what i think because also uh, when he announced his intention to form a party at that time isn't that when you usually go on the ground and you're supposed to be drawing up your own party ideology right. no one actually knew what the mnm stood for because i don't think kamal hasan even had a clue his decision was to enter politics and that was it Yeah, and then similarly with Rajinikanth, whom we discussed on Hafta and so many times before, until he finally said he's not entering. But it is the same thing. It was just he announced he was going to do it, yeah. but that isn't how you become a politician. You yeah. don't just say one day I am contesting. Vote for me. You need to know what the man is about. So I think Kamal Hasan kind of thought he'd have it much easier, but I'm glad to see that he hasn't. Yeah. Raman sir, so, you were saying something? No, no. I may sound uh, naive, but is farmer movement? Uh, have any any oh, impact right. on this yeah, it, elections it, yeah is the farmer movement a thing <laughs> in tamil nadu it's just a, a punjab haryana phenomenon is there any is it a factor at all in the election okay. there see uh, this uh, there are farmer movements especially the left movements in tamil nadu which have been uh, you know uh, raising their voice against the farm new farm laws but i think there are other farmer issues in very uh, i mean limited to tamil nadu like there is this eight lane road coming up near salem which is taking away the lungs of farmers and they have been protesting against it and there are this hydrocarbon projects from in in the delta where uh, the farmers lands are being threatened to be taken away so these are uh, very live issues and the farmers are up against arms on these issues so i think it's also this time very interestingly there is this actor called rohini who who works with uh, CPM's Tamil Nadu Progressive Writers and Artists Association. She went and campaigned for a CPM candidate in a Delta uh, uh, constituency, where she uh, specifically told uh, the press person that she was campaigning about the farm laws, creating awareness about the farm laws because we have a chief minister giving interviews saying the farm laws will not be implemented in Tamil Nadu. So, so the, uh, it has got some kind of traction. Before we move on, can I please request you to pay to keep news free? Uh, you are listening to this chota hafta version. If you are a mufat khore and are not paying for news and think everything is for free in life, it's not. If you are not paying, the government is or some large corporation is, and therefore the news will serve those who pay. That is the basic rule of nature, like gravity. Jiska paisa uski bhans, which is a euphemism for lotty. So do pay to keep news free. Come to newslearn. dot com. Click. on the subscribe button and become a part of the community that is keeping journalism alive i got a 
got the vaccination and I got the certificate also with Modi uh, very prominently uh, in the know, photo appearing yeah. in that now if photo. it's federal then that photo will have to change <laughs> for one okay uh, okay yeah. so I'm talking about that centralization thing <laughs> so uh. this government I mean whenever they want to apply the market principle they simply apply the market principle and in cases like this wherever they want to uh, you know score brownie points then uh, and they want Modi face on everything so so you will see that even uh, the exports that we are doing hmm. they are also the modi is trying to uh, diplomatically uh-huh. you know is trying to make that india is going to master take the, stroke diplomatic uh, master india stroke. is going to be the leader hmm. you know in uh, uh, giving these vaccinations uh, vaccines and uh, here also is doing the same thing i first of all i mean, I, i'll address this issue first i think it should be absolutely uh, left to the state governments it should be open and and let them also fix the uh, i think if the if the price is a little higher people will go for it hmm. okay so 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 i think the it should be the state government should handle this health uh, health uh, you know emergency this is one now delhi uh, situation is pretty bad but uh, bad in the sense but mm, it's not fatal i mean this time it's it's not that uh, yeah the deaths are not uh, deaths that are not that much but yes it's spreading very fast so so i think how you are going to contain it that's very important and this I night mean, curfew this uh, this night curfew is i mean sh- a shit idea absolutely a shit idea i mean who is going to be out after between 10 10 and 5 10 and- <laughs> Chad said, "Ab my my four o'clock morning walk I can't do. Otherwise, I was doing it every now. See, because of this, are you? Nare the kaaser. You used to go out. <laughs> no chance. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, who who goes out <laughs> between ten and five? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also. I mean, whenever I I mostly reach home at ten thirty, eleven because meeting people and then I go back. It can't put the. But it's is... fine. I can make it ten. I can I can wind up everything by nine thirty and can, I can go it, home. In Kanpur, the curfew is nine and six <laughs> because the Kanpur winds up a little early and wakes up a little later. Clearly. <laughs> So uh, no no I think this is a knee jerk uh, response to the problem I think the main thing is containment you need to identify uh, you know where uh, you know all these things are happening where the spread is happening and then you need to contain it so so I, I think the same principle which uh, was there earlier but but I think lockdown uh, this uh, curfews this is not, a not an option so jayashree before you come in just want to tell the audience that even the hill states that so far were insulated during the last bump you know himachal pradesh uttarakhand all these states it was fairly clear of corona there were not so many cases and now it's of course the explosion is extended there as well in fact i just read in the paper today uh, my school uh, there have been 15 or 16 cases it's a boarding school so there's a lockdown and uh, you know they can't let the children go out and they can't let anyone come in so you know for the parents it's worrying that because no one can come in or out so it's extended to uttarakhand it's extended to hp the cases have completely ballooned in uttarakhand they have advised or maybe i think is kind of a prohibitory issue that people above 65 should not travel to should not visit so only the young people should go for the kumbh so all you old <laughs> so people stay home 65. let the youngsters go and you know swim the olympics at the kumbh 
But just but to- also look at the numbers in Goa. I mean, we were talking about hill stations and all that. Goa numbers were like only 60, 70 cases, I think, a day at some point. Hmm. Now they're at some 550, 530 cases a day. Also because tourists are still going to Goa. Oh yeah, Goa was Goa's- a major. Yeah. You're right in March. I know of many. My you know, sister got to my, yeah. my nephew had gone to Goa. So yeah, my, uh, so, I know so, so many friends who went to Goa in March from because Goa. all the kids were saying we have to go back to school. We haven't traveled anywhere. So all the parents said, "Chala, tumhe Goa le chale." Yeah. But uh, you know, just to give an idea of the the numbers, the population of Tamil Nadu is approximately at say seven crore right now, uh, and the population of Delhi is about two point two, two point three crore. If you take NCR, it may touch two point five, two point six crore. Delhi daily cases are in the five to six thousand range right now. And the daily cases in Tamil Nadu are in the 4,000 range. So, but that's also because the population of Tamil Nadu, 7 crore is spread over an area about 10 times the size of Delhi. So, I mean, just that's the kind of, so even the population of Delhi is about a third of Tamil Nadu. Our numbers are almost one and a half times Tamil Nadu. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, Jayashi. So what do you think of the, how it's being handled? Uh, do you think Moderna and um, Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer should be allowed to sell here and let the rich buy them? I mean, I can tell you honestly, even if they were priced at 2000 a pop, for I'm, and I'm not just saying that whether it is a good or ethical practice. As a business practice, I would happily spend 50,000, 80,000 bucks and get everybody in office vaccinated and go about your job rather than, you know, stepping on eggshells. So I think if a organization like ours can afford to spend that money, Restaurants would spend it. Big businesses would spend it. Absolutely. Uh, that's my view. Sorry, go ahead, Jeshri, your your stage. Um. Okay, so Tamil Nadu, like Avita said, has about 4,000-ish cases a, a day now. But then, I mean, if I, look at, I look at Bangalore, which is, what, literally six hours away. And Bangalore, I think, has 4,000 or 5,000 new cases a day at this point, which is terrifying. So I think mass compliance is very low in Tamil Nadu. I think it has been since the beginning. It is still now. I've been forced to go to two states. Uh, in the last few months, which is Kerala and Karnataka, in both, mass compliance was way better. Like, if you see 20 people on the road in Tamil Nadu, chances are maybe two, in Chennai at least, I speak for Chennai, maybe two are wearing masks. Yes, so I think the government's decision to insist on bridging studies for all the other vaccines that have been tested everywhere in the world, like Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Novavax, it should dispense with this. I mean, it would have been a huge boost in supply. We're already seeing states saying that they're running out, though the government's trying to respond by saying, no, 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 we've given you so many. But that's not the point. If states are running out, then we need a boost in supply. They're saying Sputnik may come out next week, and I think they have four or five licensees in India. So if that happens, that would be an uptick in stocks available. I think the major issue with the government is there's so little transparency and everything is so centralized. I mean, how many vaccines do we have? We literally don't know because they removed it from their COVID dashboard. There shouldn't be a substantial shortage right now, but there is centralizing the app, like a person in Delhi telling us how somebody in Kanyakumari, whether he can get a vaccine or not is ridiculous. But this is exactly what the government does, which they take credit when things go well, which is rarely. And when things go badly, now they're pointing fingers at the states. And also, I'd like to point out Niti Aayog's recent press conference, I think it was a few days ago, where it was blatant misinformation, flat out lying. I think they said that India has lowest cases in the world, it said nowhere else in the world are vaccines given to people above 40 except in India. And these are lies. So just hand over this responsibility to the state. Like, I think Maharashtra had asked them to allow them to do door-to-door vaccinations for the elderly. Why would you say no? Why would you not let a state take that, that That's that ridiculous. Call? Even Delhi had said that people who can't inform, people who can't come, hmm. yeah. you know, let us so go if, there. And if the 
Bombay Metropolitan Corporation or whatever, Brihan Mumbai is willing to take on that responsibility. Why would you not say yes? Why is Delhi saying no, you can't because centrally we can't do it? I find it extremely distressing. All of you listening in, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.